0: Welcome back.
1: Another edition of the conservative daily podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday to everyone. Joe should be calling in fashionably late at the moment. He's going to be calling in remotely. So we had hoped he would call in, but hopefully he'll be in soon. Cause we have lots to talk about. He, I, we haven't picked his brain on the Fauci emails. So interested to get his take on it. It is also open line Friday. So 888-441-1121 is our number. So yesterday, we couldn't take calls because the phone line system was messed up. Um, Josh had been away for a week and a half, two weeks, and something, we don't know what happened, but something got the phone lines weird. So they Josh and others have been trying to fix it this morning, and they have a temporary fix for it. The only caveat is, if you call in, you will hear yourself. In a slight echo in your ear. It won't the echo won't come across for everyone else, but you, the caller, will hear yourself as an echo. So just a heads up. It, it's gonna be a little annoying, but we can take your calls today. It should work. Just mind the mess, as it were, and uh, and stand by for that echo. Important, everyone, hit that thumbs up on Facebook, hit the share button, comment on DLive, giving out the first lemons of the day, because you're all good boys and girls over there on DLive. We're also live on Twitch and on Conservative Dash Daily. Dot com. So make sure you, you you hit that comment section up and help us bust through the algorithm and reach more people because we have a lot to go through today with Tony Fauci's emails. But before we do, we have to now, once again, as we've been doing every day this month so far, celebrate it is Pride Month. Pride Month is, an, is a month of pride. And this is the image for today. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. I love this. We posted this on our Facebook page. No matter how you color it, Only One Works, and for everyone listening to the audio version, it is a meme, and there are different seat belts with a rainbow-colored belt, and it shows you that the female and female seatbelt won't keep you safe. The male and male won't keep you safe. Only the male and female will actually interconnect. Uh, So, happy Pride Month, everyone. We're going to keep sharing these memes as we go through the month. So, we got lots to get into with Fauci, but before we do that, today... Mr. Producer, is a very important day. Oh, really? Today, I'm on the phone, so really? What is this? Today is the 17-year anniversary of the Killdozer. The Killdozer. Now, if you live in Colorado, you probably know what I'm talking about, Mr. Producer Josh. You
0: lived in Colorado at the time, so you remember the Killdozer. Absolutely, I do. I was remember watching it live on TV. You go to Granby, Colorado. So in
1: Grandy, Grand B, Colorado, go ahead, and put up my screen. This man, Marvin Hemeyer, let me go to the screen. Marvin Hemeyer. He was an average person, an average guy. Just wanted to be left alone. Just wanted to be able to run a business. After over a decade of running into roadblocks with city and county government, he he snapped. And the the reason I don't want to celebrate what he did, though, it is kind of a little bit awesome. I, I want to talk about this because this is what happens when normal people just get pushed too far. What happens when you push someone who is an average, usually a nice person when you push them into a corner? So Marvin Heatmeyer, he ran a muffler shop in Granby, Colorado. Just a muffler shop. One day, the, the I believe it was the township approved the zoning for a concrete plant that was going to go in right next door to his muffler shop. And as a result, he was going to lose the ability to use the access road that connected the main road to his muffler shop. Basically they were they putting a concrete factory right on top of his driveway. And so he fought it, fought it, fought, fought and said, Hey, you can't do this to me. I'm in business. I've invested, I've invested my life savings at the time, $42,000 when he started in 1992, not as much by today's standards, but that was a lot back then. He invested so much invested so much in in his muffler shop. And all of a sudden they rezoned to allow a concrete plant to be built right on top of his driveway. So he fought that. He said, you can't do that. How am I going to get in and out of my muffler shop? He said, sorry, don't care. So then he lost that appeal. He went back and said, okay, fine. I've bought all of the heavy equipment. I've bought all of the, the stuff I need to put down a new driveway of my own. How about you let me make a new access road. It won't, it won't compete with the concrete plant, but at least my building will be able to connect to the main road. And they said, no, you're not allowed to build that access road, even though it's, it'll be completely fine. No. So basically the local government is saying, sorry, this concrete plant's coming in and your business no longer has any access to the main road. And even if you wanted to build a main access, we're going to deny you there. It actually gets worse. During the construction of the concrete plant, they're digging, 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 and they They end up up rupturing rupturing the the sewage line. line. They end up rupturing the sewage line going in between the main sewer line and the muffler shop. So this guy is pissed. But what what does the township do? They come out and they fine him for not having his muffler shop connected to the sewage. And he didn't destroy it. The concrete plant destroyed it. So they've basically cut off his access to the main road. They built a concrete plant on his driveway. They've broken his sewage line. They fined him for having a broken sewage line. And they're refusing to let him build his own access road to get to the main road. So this guy sunk his entire life savings into this muffler shop. And he's seeing it go all up in flames just because of zoning bureaucracy. So what would you do if, if you saw everything just being taken from you? Literally, what would you do if you had a business? and the town local the town local government said you're not allowed to have a driveway no one's allowed to actually drive to you unless they have a four wheel a four wheel drive vehicle or something what would you do well this guy he snapped he snapped he he went about using the heavy machinery that he bought just to build his driveway just to build the new access road he bought a bulldozer so when they refused to let him build it and, and he realized he had no other recourse he started retrofitting his bulldozer his earth mover and turned it into a tank. He turned it into a tank by, by welding on steel, t- two layers of steel with concrete in the middle. This was an armored tank. He couldn't stop it. He then proceeded to go on what can only be described as a rampage through the town of Granby, destroying the town hall, the, the mayor's house, right? He, he destroyed the concrete factory. He's just, he's just going at it, right? And here's the thing the armored structure he built was so heavy, it had to be lowered onto the bulldozer with him inside by a crane remotely. So when he got into there, he knew he was never getting out. This is what what happens when someone gets pushed too far and everything's being taken from them and they feel they have no other recourse. He literally went on a suicide mission just to destroy the town. And we have some, some old archived, news footage. We want to educate you. Anyone who didn't live in Colorado at the time, we want to educate you on what went down. So we have this archived news footage we are using under fair use as an educational supplement. Miss Producer, let's go ahead and play that local news footage of the dozer,
2: Like moments ago... This is uh, tape. Uh, This is when we first arrived on scene and it looked like uh, officers standing on a hill above this uh, earth mover turned tank were firing some pretty heavy arms at him trying to find a weak spot trying to find some way to uh, immobilize. This man was now on the east side of Granby in what's called an independent propane company yard. We thought for a time he might actually be taking out some of the propane tanks he kind of looked like that's what he was thinking about and then he took off and headed into the downtown area again. Now if you'll stay with me. Photographer David Gregg is going to fast forward some of the videotape, show you just a little bit of some of the uh, crazy things that this man has done over the course of the past hour and a half. And again, we want to emphasize at last check, when we were last over Granby about 15 minutes ago, he had been stuck inside the back end of the Gamble's appliance store, apparently taken out his own radiator and the engine had seized up and SWAT team members were trying to uh, get inside the tank, but a tank So, Mr. Mr. Is, Producer, we're going no to ask you to fast forward it five
1: minutes. We're fast forward to five minutes, just because it's a lot of him just going through the streets just before five minutes. Go back SWAT a little bit more. SWAT team members trying
2: to figure right out. Right
1: there. So here he goes. Ben, and
2: apparently had taken out the radio and he'd become immobilized, and we had SWAT team members trying to He's figure going out how into to the get building, inside the the caterpillar. The and is that store. where it stands right now, Lou? Have they gotten inside? Do we, you know? We don't know. We haven't mm-hmm. been able to communicate with our crew on the ground up here. He. You can see he just is deliberate and determined, and nothing will stop him except his own equipment. What we're going to do, if you can stay with me now, he's going to make one last stand here. We're going to fast forward again and show you how far he gets, and then we'll take it up to where we actually have members of the uh, Grand County SWAT team, the Sheriff's Office SWAT team, standing on top of the Caterpillar trying to figure out how to get in. I'm sure police officers, sheriff's deputies were themselves assuming.
1: So this guy. Went into that hardware store. He Again, he, he took out the town hall. He took out the mayor's house. He basically destroyed the entire street. He, he felt like he had nothing left to live for. They had stolen his business from him by a zoning dispute. This guy took out the whole street pretty much. And when he went into that hardware store, he ended up falling into the basement. Ended up falling into the basement of the store. So his, his killdozer got stuck. So what happened? They, they had been trying to shoot at him. Bolts were bouncing off. They used explosives. Explosives weren't getting through it. So he falls into the basement, and they hear a single shot. Mark, Marvin Heemeyer shot himself and killed himself. As I mentioned, the armor had to be welded on, and it was so heavy, he was not going to get out. He knew that this was going to be where he had his last stand. He killed himself. So this guy isn't a hero. Lots of people joke and say he's here. He's not, but I like to tell the story because it shows what happens, as I said, when people just get pushed too far. It shows what happens when big government, even at its, at its lowest levels, at a local or county level, when big government just is so abusive to individual rights, liberties, and privileges that people see their entire life savings wasting away, and they feel like they have, they have nothing left to do. No one will listen to them. No one will fight for them. And they end up going on rampages like that. So he's not a hero. I don't, I, I, we, we joke, I mean, because it, it, if, if you're gonna go out, I guess that's a, a pretty cool way to do it, make a killdozer. But it's an important reminder. We see what's happening in the country today. We see all what happened in the country over the last year. Frankly, I'm shocked there weren't any killdozers last year or any similar type of events when local health officials to start shutting down businesses and forcing people into bankruptcy i'm shocked we didn't see this last year but i, I always like to commemorate this story 17 years ago marvin Heemeyer went on the killdozer rampage after feeling he had nothing left to live, live for
0: max it, not a lot of people kind of covered that when the thing you're talking about they just kind of said this guy went crazy and didn't give much of a context right and then it just yeah. made for a prime time movie and then you know the story actually comes out weeks later and stuff like that but Everybody always kind of blamed him, but they don't realize what. I mean, he should be blamed. Don't get me wrong. Guy went on a murderous rampage, yeah. but he got pushed to the point where he was willing to put armor onto a. Well, giant did he kill anyone? Pig.
1: I don't think. I, he, don't, I don't think he killed anyone. Ah, uh, I don't. Did he? I don't no. think so.
0: This is. I don't think so. You're right, but they.
1: I think it was, it was just private
0: property destruction. Yeah, which they, they probably had enough time to get. I don't think anybody got injured at all, even well, when he attacked I'm, the stores. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: a. Uh, it's one of those stories. And and what gets me is when you actually read about the sewage line, I mentioned it, the sewage line, they, the concrete plant when it was being built destroyed his sewage line. He was fined $2,500 in 2001 oh, for that destroyed sewage yeah. line, which again, think about inflation, right. $2,500 was a lot more back then. The town blamed him for it and wanted him to pay $80,000 to put in a new sewage connector.
0: And I'm sure there was so much red tape for him to go through that he finally felt like he had to put armor on a giant tracked vehicle and drive to the town to destroy it. And, yeah. then, you know, from a police perspective, you don't get up thinking that day a SWAT that you're going to have to shoot at a giant armored tank. So, I mean, there's a reason it took so darn long to, to, to eliminate this threat, which would, you know, he would yeah. have gone through the whole town if he could have. But dude snapped. I mean, it was it was interesting. Yeah. It was all over the news that day and went on and it just lasted for a few weeks and then poof, yeah. disappeared with. And he and he wasn't crazy. He wasn't no. crazy. It wasn't
1: like this was just a guy who was always crazy. He was the town crazy person. He was just a regular person. And when he sees everything coming down around him and no one wants to help him, he snapped. He completely snapped. So just wanted to teach everyone about this. We're not going to spend too much time on it. But this is a 17 year anniversary of the Killdozer. And I guess fine. We'll raise our glass to Marvin Heemeyer. Not he didn't do the right thing. Not, but I I understand why he would feel like he had nothing left to live for?
0: Call it a toast to bad government.
1: Yeah, yeah, bad, bad government. Yeah, Eva in the comment section said Meyer's story is a long buildup of the injustices and abuses. He just seemed to have no outlet but the rampage. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And when you, you see what liberals want to do to conservatives, I'm not saying that we all go out and build our own ki- bulldozers. Bull- not saying we do that. But I mean, just just look at things like gun control. What do Democrats think is, is going to happen if they try and disarm the most heavily armed voting bloc in world history, American conservatives? What do they think is going to happen? It's not going to be pretty. So on the one hand, we, 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 we lament what Heemeyer went through. On the other hand, it, it seems like one political party is just so adamant about driving us all into the same kind of corner. Really, really
0: sad. Mr. Producer, any, any word from Joe? No, I've been texting him and stuff like that, but nothing right now. I have him up in the queue, so if we see him show up, I'll let you know right away. But as of right now, he's you know how he is. He gets all that business stuff going. And yeah. All the meetings. And yeah. Dude's always busy, so I don't blame him. You know, we're just waiting for him. That's all. People asking, what am
1: I drinking um, since it's what Friday? Drinking I'm drinking today? Bohemia. Bohemia it is a Mexican pilsner. Came in a sampler pack for like Dos Equis. That's not bad. Sounds so we're going to be getting into we're, we're going to get off of the killdozer because that's not the main topic of the show. But it is important. I want to make sure everyone knew about it. We're going to start getting into this Fauci stuff because it is getting worse and worse for Anthony Fauci. But before we do, we have Victoria on the line. She wants to. She has a Ph.D. in, uh, in psychoanalysis, and she wants to man, chime in. She just hung about up. some of this oh, just hung I'm up. So sorry, man. OK,
0: well, open line Friday. Victoria, get, yeah, come back. Victoria, if you if you
1: call back, we're happy to have you on JCMC in the D live comment section says he is building a killdozer right now. Quiet. <laughs> the FBI does not know how to take a joke.
0: They we do not condone a joke. killdozer building. That is not what we're here yeah. for. Do not yeah. make a killdozer, ladies and gentlemen, or whoever you may be. Yes, please, please do not make a killdozer. Um, OK, so let's get into the
1: Fauci stuff. This is uh, this is pretty big news. This was a story and it's actually the topic of our facts blast today. So if you haven't already check out the facts blast, link is in the description. I'll post it on DLive as well. Anthony Fauci, after being told by Donald Trump ordered by Donald Trump to cancel to cancel all payments to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, he doubled them. He doubled the payments to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. <laughs> this is a meme that has been, I, I think this is great. It's it's Emperor Palpatine, right? I don't even know if he's emperor at that, at that point though, but it says bombshell Fauci kept funding Peter Daszak's Wuhan gain of function experiments with $7.5 million after Trump canceled the grant. Pretty bombshell stuff. I'm gonna pull up the article right now um t- 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 why can't i find the article here we go um so go ahead and put up my screen again fauci kept funding peter Dazik's wuhan experiments ugh, these ads um afterwards so what do we know we know on april oh this is too many ads on april 17th on april 17th donald trump gave a press conference in that press conference he said that he wanted all of the funding to be cut from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That was April 17th. We covered this yesterday. This email from Peter Daszak. This is the email from Daszak to Fauci, where he says, Thank you. I want to say a personal thank you to Fauci on our on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover, not a lab release from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And as we mentioned, that redaction is actually a law enforcement redaction that is only allowed to be used when it, there is an active criminal investigation. Very interesting there. What we didn't mention yesterday, we had just said that Daszak was a funder. I did more diving into it. Peter das- Daszak, whoever knows how to pronounce the name, tell me. He is the CEO of EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance is the sub-grant, the sub-grant recipient that Anthony Fauci was funneling the money to the Wuhan Institute. So remember when during that testimony with Anthony Fauci and uh, and the, the questioning with Rand Paul, Fauci said, we didn't send any money to Wuhan. Rand Paul came and said, "Well, no, actually, it was a subgrant through EcoHealth Alliance, and then they gave it to Wuhan." And Fauci said, "Oh, okay, fine. That, that you're right. You're right." The email from the guy thanking Fauci for defending the Wuhan lab came from the CEO of EcoHealth Alliance. Now, why is that important? Because just a day before this email came into Fauci's inbox, Donald Trump is on worldwide television demanding that the funding be cut. Trump demands the funding be cut. The next day. EcoHealth Alliance's CEO is emailing Anthony Fauci. Fast forward four months and we get back to this. Put it back up my screen. Fauci increased their grant. So previously the grant was $3.7 million. Donald Trump ordered it cut. Fauci gave it a couple months and then he increased it to $7.5 million. Doubled it. He doubled it. Specifically, so EcoHealth Alliance could study coronaviruses and COVID-19 with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So this lab suspected of leaking or releasing a, a virus, a supervirus, a genetically modified engineered virus causing a worldwide pandemic. And the response from Anthony Fauci is to double the funding into the gain of function research program that helped develop it. It's treason. It's giving aid and comfort to our enemies. Your tax dollars Help create COVID 19 in its current form. Now, obviously, COVID 19 isn't completely man made. It probably did originate from bats because we know Dr. Barrick, right? The guy who created the gain of function approach that simulates natural evolution. They're able in lab conditions to mutate and manipulate viruses in a way that will make it appear to the untrained eye or even the very trained eye to look natural. Dr. Barrick was working with another doctor named Dr. Shi. She is the Chinese bat lady. That's, her, that's what she goes by. She goes all around China, collects samples from bats and caves and brings those samples back to study the coronaviruses. So that whole program, suspected of being behind the COVID-19 global pandemic, everything we've experienced over the past year was partially funded through your tax dollars. And Anthony Fauci doubled it after Donald Trump ordered him to cut it to zero. Pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, at what point, at what point do we just lock him up? At what point do we just throw him in prison? I think we probably passed that point, but we're definitely there now. And the connection here is that the guy who was emailing him, thanking him for defending the Wuhan lab was in charge of the sub-grant EcoHealth Alliance. That's who they were laundering the money through. Remember that email we showed it to you yesterday? of Anthony Fauci talking with his colleagues, frantically trying to figure out if, if their fingerprints are on this lab leak. Well, they didn't want to fund the Wuhan lab directly. They're not allowed to. But they can fund EcoHealth Alliance, and the EcoHealth Alliance can have its own independent agreement with the Wuhan lab. It, it's uh, I'm speechless, which is why I hope that Joe would be on. But we do have Gammy Sparkles on to try and help me with my speechlessness, Gammy, welcome to the show. Health Alliance can have its own independent agreement with the Wuhan lab. Up, uh, up, uh, Gammy. Yeah, turn off your your uh, your audio on your computer, otherwise we're going to get a major major echo. If not, uh, echo still there, Mister Producer. Is that us or is that Gammy?
0: Think it's Gam's checking.
1: Okay, all right. We'll we'll wait for Gammy. Um, I'm really, really nervous that that is us causing that echo. If it is, that's not going to bode well for Open Line Friday. I'll tell you that. Here, let's go to my screen as we wait for Josh and his producer friends to figure this out. This is from the New York Post. Chinese military helped create humanized mice to test viruses. So this whole week, it's pretty much Alex Jones was right. I mean, he's been saying for years that the Chinese were trying to add human DNA to animals, to mice, to then test things on them. And he was called a conspiracy theorist. Again, what we're learning this past year is is all, the only difference between the conspiracy theory and the truth is time, apparently. Chinese military helped create humanized mice using a technology called CRISPR. That's gene editing. Very dangerous stuff. It's basically creating a new organism. And the reason you don't want to do that is because if there happens to be some kind of disease that only affects that animal and can't jump to humans right there's lots of diseases like, like that, that. So I, mean, I mean we, we, hear, we about, hear about i'm getting echo now mr producer uh oh this is not this is not voting well for open Line friday uh, this is not voting well for open Line friday um so everyone if anyone calls in everyone's gonna get an echo
0: They'll hear an echo of themselves, and you will have to deal with an echo of you. But you'll be able to hear the caller. Okay, okay.
1: So, but so I will only hear the echo. Everyone else won't hear the echo. Correct.
0: Correct. As far as I know, everything down the line will be okay. fine. It's just the way it's feeding to you guys. So okay. Jimmy this is going to be,
1: yeah. You know, don't not don't, no, we're not politically correct here. It's Jerry rigged, named after the Jerrys, aka the Nazis. I'll give um, it to you now. Okay, so l- let's bring Gammy Sparkles if she's still on. Else wants Express, as as I'm, um, Gammy, are you there?
3: The I'm here! Right,
1: okay, oh, Gammy. You,
3: Gammy. All what right. do you want to talk about? Circle back. Okay? You, yeah. You're yeah. talking about Fauci and and DASIC, um uh-huh. funding, and, and, and if you go to, to Fauci and Dazic, You have to also include the names of Barrett and Collins, okay? They're in that loop, remember, because isn't Mm it um, Collins that's Fauci's boss or is it Barrett? One of the two is, you know, in one. One is in the other. But that's not even the issue. That's just fit. Listen, do you remember when we were talking about – I emailed you the little – tier of trails of all these people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that nobody talks about is that when Obama was president, of course, he got involved with Wuhan also and Gates and Fauci. But then in, um, like, eh, I want to say January 7th or 8th of 2017, Obama opened up the research funds Right yeah, before yeah. Um, Trump was going to be sworn in, even though he had yeah, yeah. shut it down during his presidency, supposedly. This is all supposed, right? i got to go back through Nicholas Wade's article, and we might get more insight. I don't know. But the big thing is why, if, if, if Obama didn't open it back up right before he got out of office, then who did, and did they well, do it to behind you. Obama's back, or did Obama to do, to do it? Miss producer,
1: Miss producer, what you're going to have to do is when I'm, I'm talking, talk- you're going to have to mute Gammy so they don't hear it. Okay, okay so, so Gammy, I'm going to explain it, and Miss producer is going to mute you so it doesn't come across the final you, did audio. Did you get that? I did. Can you can you hear me now? Hello. Oh. Uh, okay. Um. She can hear you. No, can you hear me, Gammy? have
3: to do it, is when I'm talking
1: you're gonna have to mute right. Gammy. This so is uh, uh okay. Gami, um they're gonna try and figure this out, but but thank you for your call. Really do appreciate it. Um yeah Phil Boss in the Facebook comment section says echo is trash. Josh has to eat spicy food as punishment. I, I agree with that. We're gonna have to have a spicy food of some kind. Um, yeah so this is this is gonna be a challenging day but we're gonna we're gonna push through it. It's uh, it's a day that where <laughs> I earmarked Open line Friday, and then we're just going to have to go with it. So GAMI is talking about who opened it up. And the issue here is that in, in large part, it was Fauci who opened it up. Fauci is the one who hath the EcoHealth Alliance reapply. They reapplied. So so full. let's do the full timeline. 2014, um, Barack Obama banned gain of function research funding. So what they ended up doing is they massaged the definition of gain of function. And I've explained this on the podcast before, but I'll explain it again. Gain of function is when you deliberately manipulate a virus in order to make it more lethal, more infectious, right? You're creating a super virus. So when the intent is to create a super virus, they redefine gain of function to mean there has to be an intent. What that means is if you do the same exact experiment, and create the same exact supervirus. As long as in your abstract of your paper, you don't say we intended to create the supervirus, it's not technically gain of function. So that is kind of what happened in 2014 and 2015. They massaged the rules to create exceptions for gain of function. And what did these researchers do? They stopped telling them that their goal was to create superviruses, that the goal was to create a virus that was more infectious. And they did the they did the experimentation in the same exact way creating superviruses, But as long as that wasn't their original intent, it's a byproduct, not the intent of the research. It's not considered gain-of-function experimentation. So what happened with EcoHealth Alliance? EcoHealth Alliance lost their grant when, when Barack Obama said shut it down. They then reapplied and Anthony Fauci and his people approved them under the new definition for that exception, that they're not technically doing gain-of-function because we just changed the definition of gain-of-function. That's essentially what happened here in Wuhan. Um, that's essentially what happened. So we have Gammy back. We're going to try one more time. And and Gammy, I'm sorry. It's not you. We don't blame you. It's our system. For some reason, it just got messed up.
3: Um, go ahead, Gammy. That's essentially what happened here
1: in Wuhan. No, no, it's not going to work, Josh. We, we can't just be... It's not going to work. I'm sorry, Gammy. We, we tried... We're going we're gonna to try and figure it out. Hopefully, they can figure it out throughout the show because I do not have nearly enough content created to do two hours without any calls. But as they try and figure this out and get the phone lines working again, it's a good time to mention that this podcast is brought to you by AirMedCare Network. AirMedCare Network is the premier air medical transport insurance plan. Now, you have health insurance. We all have health insurance. Thanks, Obama. We have to have it whether we like it or not. I mean, some people don't. They, they pay the penalty, whatever. Your health insurance will not cover the cost of an air medical transport. So if you need to get to the hospital and and seconds count and there's too much traffic on the roads, a lot of times they will airlift you. If you're out and about in, in the desert in the mountains and, and you're in a remote area, they'll airlift you. But even if you're in the suburbs during rush hour, they'll often airlift you too. And the cost of that air medical transport flight will shock you. Anyone who's ever had to pay it knows just how expensive it is. We're talking 20, 30, 40, 50 plus thousand dollars for a one-way short helicopter ride. Well, it doesn't have to be like that. If you become an AMCN member using the link in the description for $85 for one year will cover your entire family. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It's less per year if you buy it in three or five year increments. But if you just want one year, it's $85 for the one year. It covers you, your spouse, and your entire household. Anyone who lives in your household is covered. And if you fly with an AMCN provider, you won't pay a cent for the medical transport flight. This really is common sense coverage. This is true insurance. We we hope it doesn't happen, but we want to be covered if it does. So you're going to want to go to the description. And you're going to want to go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get that up to $50 back okay so we will we will uh we'll we'll keep trying to get this to work um hopefully they can figure it out but uh, joe biden was asked about what he thought about um tony fauci and whether he still had confidence in fauci he was asked as he was leaving and he gave a very creepy response not in what he said but in the way that he said it so let's take down my screen mr producer and let's go and play cut number one this is joe biden responding to that question about fauci so he leaves and they ask him a question he's gone for like 10-ish seconds, and he peeks his head back and says, yes, I'm still confident in Fauci, and then leaves. That is the extent to which Joe Biden has been forced to answer for Anthony Fauci's email crimes. That's the extent. One question as he's leaving, poked his head in just to do a quick answer, and then he's out the door again. That's it. That's the extent of it. I mean, So the first day, we had no questions asked at the White House press conference. The next day, we had a single question asked, and we had Jen Psaki responded that she's not going to relitigate 17 months of emails and that Fauci is an important piece of Biden's administration. And now Joe Biden gets one single question on his way out the door and he gives a quick answer and then, and then darts. This is a, I don't know, I'm I'm very shocked because usually the media can sense blood in the water. Usually the media knows when. When someone's on their way out and they and they usually want to circle as as they are the sharks, they want to circle the dying fish and all take a nip at it. Maybe with Fauci, they they truly are like enamored with him. I don't know. But it, it's pretty shocking when you see just what's in Anthony Fauci's emails to see him not getting the same treatment that you would expect a conservative in that position to get. Now, again, maybe maybe he they're treating him the way they treated Hillary Clinton and just because the word email the word email is in the story they're not going to cover it. Who knows? But the one thing I do know is that it is very clear he is still being protected by the mainstream media. So as we talked about yesterday on the show, Fauci got a couple emails about hydroxychloroquine, including a study from 2005, which we've talked about on the show at length in the past. A, a study from 2005 showing that hydroxychloroquine uh, showed promise in helping treat, um, SARS patients. Uh, because I mean, that's just the drug works that way. And with COVID-19 being similar, but not identical to SARS, people were positing that the hydroxychloroquine would help. Let's go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a tweet that was out today. Actually, it's a new medical study that came out two days ago, but I just pulled this off of Twitter. Then Fauci said hydroxychloroquine is not effective in treatment of COVID-19. Now, a new study of hydroxychloroquine plus azithromycin therapy at a higher dose improves survival by nearly 200% in ventilated COVID patients. I'll say that again. This is a new study, and I will add the caveat. It has not yet been peer-reviewed, and it has been released in pre-publication form. So it's still possible it might change. But right now, what this new study shows is that when you had ventilated COVID patients in the first two months of the pandemic... Again, they're already ventilated. And at that point, we know that some 60 to 80% of the ventilated patients didn't make it. I personally believe that they had bad ventilation protocols and they were getting a little bit too deep in there. But we know by the numbers that somewhere between half and two and three quarters of all ventilated patients didn't make it. Well, they started giving them high doses of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. That's hydroxy plus the z pack, for short high doses not the not the low doses they gave them pretty high doses under doctors supervision and what they found was a 200% increase in survivability among ventilated covid patients who received hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin on the ones that received a low dose it, it, it was it was less it, but they still more more of them survived i think it was like a, a 17 it was somewhere between 13 and 17% Increase in survivability on low-dose hydroxychloroquine for people who are ventilated. And obviously, people who, who didn't receive any hydroxychloroquine were the control group in that case. So yeah, Fauci, he got this in his inbox. He got this in his inbox. He replied to it. He said, okay, this is great. Let's talk about this. And then he's going out there and he's, he's slamming it. And now we have a study just being released from, uh, using data from the first two months of the pandemic. In the United States. The data showing that hydroxychloroquine was effective. Now, again, this is one of many studies. There have been other studies that have not that have found the opposite conclusions. What this one, what sticks out to me from this one is that it was high dose. It it was a high dose. It wasn't the normal dose. It was a high dose under the under the idea that these people are on a ventilator. Unfortunately, as the numbers go, most of them are probably not going to make it. So we might might as as well well try. try, Uh, Now I have an echo an echo echo again. I can't they're, they're just it. playing just with the board, keep it. Okay, they're just test they're just playing with the board. Um any any word from Joe?
0: Negative, nothing from Joe and he's not on my screen yet and I haven't heard from him.
1: Okay, so we have open line Friday. Haven't we can't take calls. Can't take calls at all. We have Joe texting me 25 minutes ago said he'd be on in 15, so he's not on very clearly. Um, I'm not sure what we're gonna do for two hours, if we're being completely honest. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. So I, I guess I'll just read the comments, the comment section. Anyone, if you want to get on the show, and you want to Open Line Friday, post some pithy comments, and I will read them. I'll I'll be bouncing around from all four of the places. Um, I, I guess just how we'll do it. Um, so no, nothing going on on D Live. KP says, deep breaths, Max. It will be okay. Well, I don't need deep breaths. That's why I have alcoholic beverages. Alcoholic beverages. That, those are my deep breaths. And uh, slide aside, I don't know if any of you have ever seen this. It's called beer salt. Can't really say it. it's green screen. It's a mixture of salt and lime. You put it in your beer. Now, salt will make your beer flat. So if you're going to drink a beer over a long amount of time, um, you can't. You don't want to do that because it'll make it flat. It won't have carbonation over a long time. But if you're like me and you like to drink beers relatively quickly, I like the beer salt. It's lots of people are using it here in Texas. Um, it kind of makes the beer like a, what's the word in Spanish? I think it's like a culata or something like that. It's a salt and lime beer. Um, I like it. So I, I've been adding it to all of my, I'm, I'm basically just trying to filibuster. I'm, I'm left to filibuster my own show. <laughs> this is not a good, this is not a good look. Um, so hopefully Joe calls in because we need to, we need to do something, I guess. Um, go to my screen again. This is, uh go go back to my screen. This is from the, the Daily Mail. Revealed: State Department staff warned officials not to investigate Wuhan labs' gain-of-function research because it would open a can of worms and expose U.S. funding. New report in Vanity Fair exposes the tug of war over COVID origin investigation. Trump appointee in State Department was warned by staff to back off lab theory. Staffers feared it would expose U.S. funding for gain-of research, gain-of-function research. WIV received grants for the research through nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance, which I just talked about. EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak spearheaded effort to crush lab leak theory. Top WIV, that's the Wuhan Institute of Virology, scientists admitted in 2019 that some Chinese labs were neglected. So you, you have to go overseas to the Daily Mail to actually find some real reporting. Pretty incredible stuff. Pretty incredible. Stuff. Well, they'll say that's not true. They'll say it's not true because it was a Trump appointee who said it. I mean, it, it it rings true, and it is backed up by other things that we have heard from this scandal. Let's go back to my screen. This is Ben Smith of the New York Times responding to a tweet from Virginia Hughes. That tweet is, the lab leak theory inside the fight to uncover COVID-19's origins from Vanity Fair, the one that that Daily Mail piece was talking about. Ben Smith of the New York Times says, one of the really amazing things about this piece is how a bunch of confrontational Twitter people, I guess that's us, some experts that he might be talking about us, I don't know, and some lay people, that's probably what he refers to us as, broke all the news on a huge story while the media mostly looked away. I like this tweet because he is the media who worked, who looked away. They, are they that tone deaf? He helped contribute to the mainstream media's efforts to shut down any questioning of the origin of COVID-19. And here he is acting like he wasn't right there from the very beginning. So we have this piece. Uh, it's too long for me to read right now, but it's it's variable on, fa- on Vanity Fair. The lab leak theory, go back to my screen, the lab leak theory inside the fight to uncover COVID-19's origins throughout 2020, the notion that the novel coronavirus leak from a lab was off limits. Those who dared to push for transparency say toxic politics and hidden agendas kept us in the dark. So I'm going to have to, I'll read that after the show. Everyone's citing it. So it, it must be, it must be pretty influential. So, uh, so we'll have to see.
0: How can can you have a really good investigation of this if most likely all the data associated with it has been destroyed because it's inside Wuhan? I mean, they're in control of the server or all the information. One of the folks here in the facility was like, yeah, that's 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 legitimate. Yeah, because you'll never have anything fair.
1: Yeah, Uh, I don't I don't have a uh, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I mean, it's these people helped kill the investigation. And now they're acting like like they're gonna help break it, like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do all the investigation. Well, the time to do that was last year. I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how they're gonna survive this. I mean, I say that every time we have one of these scandals where the mainstream media suppresses information, the mainstream media does everything they can to to lie, to hide the truth. I, I always say, how will they possibly keep their jobs? But what we find time and time again is that they always keep their jobs. They they're never fired, they're never let go um they, even when they're wrong they get to just keep being wrong it's it's just it's perpetual it's it's like once you reach this level it, it isn't about what you can actually contribute it it becomes more corruption I, I, I don't get it i don't i don't get how it could possibly i don't get how they could possibly survive this the other thing i don't get and this is a little bit off topic but i just saw it and it it makes me kind of scratch my head go to my screen this is from bbc future black people living in most us cities are subject to double the level of heat stress as their white counterparts a new study says study shows impact of climate racism in the us so there we go the new the new hot take from the left the new hot take from the left is that black the the, the weather specifically heat is racist because black people experience hotter weather than white people now I, i don't want to dive too deep into this but anyone who's ever studied colors and how colors interact with light which i did i took it as an elective in college it was a course i hated science courses i enjoy it now but i hated science classes in in high school and college it was a course called the intersection of science and painting which was actually cool seeing how light interacts with paint and gloss and how our eyes depict things in certain ways black color black absorbs sunlight we all understand this that's why blacktop asphalt is so hot in the summertime under the under the sun and the sidewalk is not as hot it's because it's soaking up the heat from the rays so i understand technically black people their skin would absorb more light because the, the fact that you see it as brown or black is is proof that not all of those rays are reflecting to your eyes right the color you see is determined by how much of that light is reaching your eyes so if no light reaches your eyes that's total blackness if all of the light reflects and hits your eyes that's white that's the color white so i can understand in theory but this idea that there is a such thing as climate racism especially considering the fact that african americans black people in general they come from africa and they have evolved in a way that would make them less susceptible to sunny weather and to heat i mean <laughs> I mean, I don't burn, but my wife burns to a crisp. <laughs> the idea that the sun, the heat is now racist heat. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how <laughs> they think we're stupid. They, they think we are stupid. I don't know. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start the second hour. In this break, we're going to try and get a hold of Joe. And we're gonna see if maybe we can fix the phone lines. If not, phone lines are gonna be down through the weekend. But we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back.
0: Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms the fight to take this country back is not over please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters we have a chance to save this country but only if we all work together again this is conservative-daily.com don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.